Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and today's episode is extra, extra special. We're taking it all the way back to the beginnings of how a not-so-average Joe becomes a not-so-average Joe. We're talking hairy and scary childhood. The guest on the pod today is my big sister, Fernanda Franco, who is so inspiring, so talented, and also happens to be the singer and creator of the Not Your Average Joe theme song. In this episode, we cover what it's like to grow up in an immigrant household with a mom who's constantly working, sibling rivalry, how two women are compared versus a man and a woman, or in our case, a boy and a girl, and how to really strengthen the relationships that are important to you even when things aren't so peachy. Grab your coffee, grab your wine, and let's get into it. Kill the intro, sis. You know she's not your average Joe, not your average Joe. Oh my god, it's my twin sister. Why are we doing the same thing today? (laughs) We look so similar, it's scary. (laughs) The older we get, the more similar we become. This is so true. Everyone who loves my theme song, it is my sister. So can we just get a live uh, retake on that intro? Oh my god! I don't think I don't think I can. I've been singing so much that I lost my voice. I told you I lost my voice this weekend. It's not your uh, average Joe. If anybody can't tell, it's <laughs> Joe singing that. Not not my sister Fernando. I just I love so much that that's what came out because we had so many conversations and like growing up, we literally watched all of the shows that sounded like this, like Cousin Skeeter, Sister Sister. Uh, all that they all had these like really uh. before we get into the 90s whole spiral you hopped on the podcast train you were like I need to be on your podcast like what did you want to come on my podcast for I'm so curious I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because we have so much to talk about but why did you want to be a guest on the podcast I think it's so important for people to share positive family bonds like being a teacher I see how much it's necessary to have siblings that you care about and that care about you um so I think it's really cool and I thought it would be really fun for us to do something like this where you know uh, people get to see how weird we are together and it's fun and we it's a weird and healthy relationship now like we built this relationship right so I think it'd be really cool if we could share a little bit about how we did that and experiences that we shared that kind of maybe changed our perspective right because we weren't always friends we weren't always friends honey (laughs) let me tell you that if everybody's listening here are the age breakdowns my sister's three years older than me so i'm 29 and she's 32 right now right yeah crazy and growing up it wasn't as beautiful as it is it's funny this weekend we had our brothers our older brother's birthday party 
and he invited his friends. And one of his friends, who had just met all three of us that day, well, she met my brother, obviously, before, but she, she met, like, his siblings, his sisters, us. She said out loud in the party for everybody to hear, she's like, yeah, Achala, you and your siblings, you love the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, she did just, like, randomly come out with that. And I love that, and I think that's a testament to, like, all three of us. Mom always says that. She's like, I wanted to have three kids because if I only had two, there would be that risk that they don't get along. But with three, there's always a, a good option. If somebody's arguing with you, you have another person to turn to. And I think because we're three and because we're who we are, we've made And we were four at once, which I think helped me out sometimes too. So we did have a, like a sibling bonus, which was our cousin yes. who lived with us and shared a room with us. So my sister and I, we have lived in the same room together and we're very different. We're very different. Like think about how polar opposites we've always been. It's yin and yang. It's literally like chaos and calm. And I'm the chaos for the record. I'm always fascinated by the fact that even if you're raised with the exact same variables, you could turn out very differently, which is exactly the story of my sister and I. My brother and I are a little bit more similar. We still have our differences, but I really wanted to sink my teeth into the sibling dynamic and how it shaped who each of us have become today. There's such a psychology, I mean, we could break this down in so many ways, but I think, uh, you know, your first sense of self is inside of your house. And when you have siblings, your first sense of self is in comparison to your siblings. And we happen to come from a Brazilian household where whether we like to admit it or not, there's machismo running through the veins of everyone. And being too... Yeah, this conversation this weekend, too. <laughs> totally, yeah. And, I, like, even though we were born in Brazil and then we grew up in the States, it, it was it affected us, right? Because our mom raised us the way that Brazilian a Brazilian parent would raise us. And because we were both women, there was this, like, assumption that we were both the same, which then put us on these, like, uh, sibling rivalry moments, these, these rants where, like, we would argue our mom would think we're the same person, and we couldn't have shown the opposite. Like, we showed the opposite the entire time we were growing up. Mm -hmm. But are we actually, was that, is that like a cultural thing? Or do you think it's just like a, a growing pains thing of like, every sibling has sibling rivalry. You're always going to look at the person next to you. Until you learn who you are, you're going to consistently compare yourself to others. In See, order to find out who you are. Like, am I like this person? What is this person like? Why does everybody enjoy? You know, like it's constant. It's comparison. that thought process until you figure out, you're like, this is who I am. So here's the funny thing that you just said. That growing up, we were quote unquote opposites because you were the mm -hmm. crazy one and I was the calm one. Mm -hmm. But then when I left the house and I didn't have you and Achila and mom, like I didn't have our household set up anymore and I was able to be thrown into New York City where I went to college with all of these different personalities from all over the world and all over yeah. the US, I was like, shit, maybe my identity isn't what I thought it was because in comparison to these other people, I am X, right? Like, and whether that's, I went from being like in our household, perfect example how did I grow up? You were really shy for the longest time. And I thought, I thought it was so funny because when you started going to pace, you started figuring out who you were not. And then when you started traveling, you started figuring out who you were is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who I were slash is. <laughs> were is. Uh, because you, you got the chance to compare yourself at that moment to other people 
people, other cultures, other thought processes that we, we live in a specific like small town paradigm. And then you leave that little bubble and you realize, holy crap. I don't know shit. Which brings me to my first not-so-average Joe tip. A not-so-average Joe is aware of the fact that context changes perspectives. If you were one thing in your house growing up, you might actually be somebody totally different when you leave that dynamic. And the tricky thing is, perspective changes reality. The thing that I love so much about my sister is that she's always walked to the toot of her own horn. She was always authentically herself, even when she was getting bullied or even when she didn't fit in. She always calls it middle child syndrome. I call it being a total badass from day one. I've learned to kind of look back on things that you did that I didn't understand back then and now I'm like, oh, damn, my sister was always so comfortably herself and I as a kid would never be able to understand that but now as an adult i'm like that's so inspiring that she could stand on her own regardless of who was bullying her of who was saying shit like you always were you and you've never really had a drastic change in character the way i did for instance like i went from being super quiet in the house mm. and shy and i partly attest that to you and mom having such huge personalities which is why both achil and i were quiet you also used to think you didn't fit. Because like, I kind of this, like didn't. Of, you didn't. You weren't. You were too big for your own shell. But no, I felt the opposite. I felt so small. Like, let's talk right. about the talent concept. Okay, yes. Please, let's, let's review this. So to this day, first and foremost, I want to let you know that to this day, I hate singing karaoke. Why? Because of that one time we were singing karaoke and you broke out in tears and you were fucking crying. And you're like, I don't want to play anymore. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? You know, I think we were playing like, remember like Red Wine? Red, Red Wine. We used to sing that all the time on karaoke. Anyways, so that happened. These are the tidbits and no one else will ever know. <laughs> I've sung karaoke a total of two times, no, three times since we were at that age how old were we nine ten i'm on your journey down memory lane i'm on this train you don't remember that no you don't remember crying and being like oh i hate you so much okay so i'm no expert in child psychology but the more i dive into this conversation with my sister i start to notice a pattern of my own need for individuality. If my siblings did something, I wanted to do something else. It's almost like I wanted to conquer a sliver of my mom's attention or be noticed in the classroom for doing that one special thing. Which brings me to Not Your Average Joe tip number two. A not so average Joe will look for the gap and naturally find ways to be different, even if they're doing it unconsciously as a child. And from what I can tell, it wasn't just me trying to find my own individuality. My sister and brother were probably doing the exact same thing too, just in our own worlds, keeping it to ourselves. Which then has me wondering, through comparison, did we push each other to be more of our own authentic selves? You hated that I was better at singing than you because you're so competitive. You and Achi have always been. And this is the thing. Fernanda, my sister, thinks I'm competitive, but in comparison to my actual competitive friends, I'm not competitive at all. Right, right. No, I just, I gave up being competitive because being the, the middle child between two extremely competitive siblings does not work out. I really want to, I want to talk about this whole, like, sibling rivalry comparison complex yes. because it kind of shapes who you are as a human being, as an adult. It shapes the things that you go after we didn't necessarily have a close bond growing up. Like, 
I, I vividly remember when mom would go to work, she would work from seven in the morning till seven at night. Mm-hmm. I've started thinking about this a lot. Like, what would we do when we got home from school? Because it's not like we had a babysitter. We didn't go to after school sports. And from my recollection, we basically just all picked a corner of the house and stayed in it. Like, we didn't necessarily take care of each other in the way that, like, older siblings take care of younger siblings. We were the older siblings, so you might not remember if they're being taken care of. Well, I don't remember you guys necessarily being these big siblings that made me feel like I was the younger sibling. We all just did our own things. We were pretty independent. But we were taught to be independent because mom needed us to do that. Dude, in terms of like hobbies, we would all each go to our corners. You loved watching um, The Box. Do you remember that? Yes, my love of music. Or MTV and The Box, it was just music. That was you. You would watch that all day long. Or like HBO. Remember The Crash Box? Of course, I love that. Yeah, I used to watch that all the time. And Madeline, is that why we loved Paris so much? So we always watch Madeline. I mean, can anybody be a little more creative, though? Like, if I write a book, I'm going to talk about, like, the arch in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Like, it's just like, (laughs) we need new content. One of my favorite parts about having siblings is realizing that these two people are the only ones who were there with me when I was developing and growing and becoming the human being that I am today. But the wildest part is that they have potentially completely different perspectives of how things went down. And even though I've known my sister my entire life, this is my first time asking her the questions of how she felt about her childhood. Walk me through your experience being my sibling and Achila's sibling. Looking back now as a 33 year old. It was really hard. I was too soft to be in our family. And I felt we all felt that though, individually, in our own respect. It was, but looking back, you really think about it. like. It wasn't easy. We experienced extreme trauma. We were removed from our father at a young age. Not only our father, but everyone that cared for us. You know, we adopted new family members because we felt that huge void of, you know, we're Brazilian. We're supposed to have an enormous family. And we do, but we don't get to see them. We don't get to experience that. Very rarely do we, right? Like Vava's 80th birthday, that was our first real, like, full cousin hang and that's a Brazilian staple so culturally like in our souls we were missing so much and we experienced that huge trauma so young and we didn't really understand what we were experiencing and even now like looking back and thinking you know like we did a lot with mom and we worked hard with her and she worked hard and she taught us never to give up to be persistent and because of that I am the most resilient person in every staff I've ever worked on And in general, I've had a hard situation pretty much my whole life, right? Like I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm chaos. So I live in chaos constantly and uh, I'm still able to feel resilient and I give as much as I take, maybe more sometimes. Uh, And that's, that's due to the resilience mom built, you know, and that we built through the trauma instead of making it a bad thing, we empowered ourselves with it. Um, and we could have chosen otherwise, I think. You both, both of us, you and I, and Achi, you and know, Achi we've all worked so hard and we chose to, to join mom and like rise above the difficulties. And now here we are. Everyone is successful in their own way. We're each building something that we love, that we're proud of, you know, and 
that that's success. Like that is real success is like finding what you're proud of and building upon it. And it's not going to be perfect ever. You will never be satisfied. I will never be satisfied. I think what's really beautiful is like this whole element of time. Because to me, it was just yesterday where we were sitting on the couch. Mom wasn't home yet. Like, I remember us sitting on the couch coloring and you Mm -hmm. telling me if I color too fast, I'd get a heart attack and die because you didn't want me to finish the painting before you. (laughs) I don't remember that at all. Are you sure that wasn't Luana? (laughs) No, that was you. That was you being evil. There are downsides to being the youngest, too. I do not remember being evil. I remember you being evil. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember as a kid... I was obsessed because I didn't have a natural talent like you or Achala. So for anyone listening, my sister, Fernanda, the one who's here, she is an amazing singer. And our brother is a ridiculously talented artist. And I had no talent. And so from a young age, I was like, you know what? My talent is going to be finishing what I started. So I started finishing like full pages and coloring books. Which my mom and every adult would be like, wow, that's really impressive. Like, I can't believe you're a kid who finished the whole page. And my sister, I'm pretty sure that you, observing like the praise I was getting, you told me if you color too fast, you're gonna get a heart attack and die. So I would not color so fast. I really feel like I would only say that to you because you were like being annoying with it and I didn't want to hear it. I had undiagnosed ADHD, so like, or I hyper-focused, which was something else we've been talking about. I would be watching her watch TV and I'm trying to talk to her and she would not answer. I'm like, Jesus, this is like a, an exercise. I didn't hear you. I was in the world of the television or the book. Remember I used to do that with books? So many books. And I always love that you did that. And I, I still love that you do that. Even in reading, we're different. Like you love fiction. Fantasy. That's my And I am like a nonfiction chick. Like this is just. I love me an autobiography. I love biographies in general. I will read them so much. And like. Um, have you read The Secret Life of Trees? No, I need to, and it's been on my list. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful, and I cried. And you know, we used to, like, lay under those trees in Bethel. They were, like, huge oak trees. They're so beautiful. You could feel their energy, like, and now I know that I was right. Remember we used to, like, sneak to the library? Yes, we would pack juice boxes and sandwiches to run away to go to the library. (laughs) Because we, we didn't want anyone to know that we had left the house. And we didn't want our neighbors to know that we were home by ourselves. We lived in hiding. Mom's only rule was don't leave the house because we were undocumented and she worked from 7 to 7 and no one was there to babysit us. So we grew up like this from, I was 6, you were 9. Actually, was 13, I think. Growing up under the radar, undocumented, we had one rule. Don't leave the house after school. So we had a lot of free time to dive into hobbies. And we each kind of just took to our own corners. The activity that we did for bonding was was working with mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, she took us to the movies and we did a lot of shopping. I would go up into the attic and do clay stuff. Remember that? Yeah, I love that. And we'd find like bird skeletons. (laughs) You remember it too? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that attic was part of the Underground Railroad. Dude, there's no way it wasn't. Mom used to love bringing us to like any sort of shopping. You mean we would spend nine hours every day in malls and that's why I'm traumatized and can't stand malls for too long? Malls, Costco. Flea markets. Tag sales. Oh my gosh, the tag sales. That was our weekend activity. We would get in the minivan and she'd be like, Faith. 
Look for signs. The fluorescent signs. And if you're not from the East Coast of the USA, I'm gonna fill you in. Tag sale is actually just a yard sale. A huge part of the American dream was going to the new country where you could then work your ass off. So then you could pay for whatever you wanted. And in our case, that meant going to strangers' homes on the weekends and buying things that they considered junk. This was not only the beginning of my bargain hunting nature, I'm always looking for the good discounts, but growing up shopping in general made me want to avoid overspending. Not your average Joe tip number four. To hone in on your self-awareness, take a walk down memory lane and self-analyze. I love observing the things from my childhood that I've rolled over into my adult life, like some of the best traditions. But I also take note of the things that I definitely want to leave behind. After the break, we come back and talk about my big decision to move back home after 10 years of traveling around the world and how to actually strengthen relationships that are important to you. Because honey, let me tell you, it's not always easy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's funny, like, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I moved back home to be closer to you guys last year. And every time there's an interaction, whether it's, like, with you, with Achila, our brother, with Donnie, with anybody, I live with mom. It always reminds me of why I decided to move here. Mm-hmm. Because there's there really is nothing more profound than somebody who's known you your whole life. It's so comforting. And, and you don't have to be anybody else. You know, there are no expectations. Like you can do whatever you do at all times. And that's your family. Like you don't have to suck in your gut for a little longer. You know, there's nothing. There's no, I mean, it's just us, you know. In those moments where like when you want to kill your family member, because we've won, we've had brawls. Like You hated me most of the time because you hated how I wanted to take care of you so bad. And I was like, like, you're not my mom. Remember that? I guess it's so weird because it's like, damn, do we really change? Are we always the same, even as kids? Do we really ever change? I've always been the motherly one. Like, I always want to take care of everything and everyone and do this and do that. When and you've always been the mover and shaker. Like, anytime we wanted anything, you convinced mom to get you a TV for Christmas. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Years and years and years without a television. And one day mom just shows up with a TV with a VCR in it. Remember that? That was like state of the art back then. It was the Sylvania one. Sylvania, Sylvania. Wait, did I convince mom to get the TV? I think it was your Christmas letter. Here's a little homework assignment. Think about all of the traits that you started exhibiting from childhood. How have those 
shaped you into who you are today. And one of my favorite parts about having siblings is that they're the only ones who really saw it. They were the witnesses to the progression. They saw who you were and they now see who you've become. Knowing me my whole life, what do you think about everything that happened? If we look at your list of how much you have accomplished at 28 years old. 29 now, sad, I know. Oh, don't say that. I know, I know, I'm almost 30, which means we're almost 30. Listen, I've been 30, and I'm not gonna lie, 30 was the best year. That's what I've heard, uh, 29 is like anxiety. It's fantastic, I feel myself, I know who I am. I know I'm gonna change and grow and whatever, but like, I know who I am. And that's so amazing, you figure that out at 30. It's starting to, to come in, I'm like, oh yeah, I like yeah. to write and I like to tell cool stories. Seven is when it starts, right? And then 28, you gather more information because it's almost like 27, you, you write your hypothesis. You're like, I wonder if I'm this. And you've got enough of an idea, an inkling that that's what it is. And then you gather information and then you build on the, your initial hypothesis and then you present your thesis at 30. Uh, <laughs> Zooming out, if you can, what makes you the most proud to be a part of our family, to be our sibling? Ah, man, that's a tough question. <laughs> There's so much to be proud of. I don't think it's fair for you to ask me to do just one. <laughs> But I'm, in you, I'm so just proud of how far you've come and where you're going and how self-aware you've become and how much you know yourself, like that self-knowledge that you gained. Like when you, you did that yoga retreat, right? That yoga retreat, I think was really the beginning of your full self-awareness. So a little background, back in 2019, 2020, I took a trip to New Zealand after a business breakup, a romantic breakup, an agency breakup, and I went to a yoga and meditation retreat all on my lonesome. And it was the first time that I stepped away and really started getting to the core of not only who I had been my whole life, but who I wanted to be in the next decade. I remember thinking like, yes, let's go. Right, didn't I say? I you did, I remember that. Thank goodness you find you got here, you know, and, and I think it's just, you're not insecure, but there was a time, which is totally normal and natural, right? As teenagers, where we just feel so insecure. And as girls, we feel this insecurity. Once we become women, it's the moment where we look at ourselves and we say, not today, honey. We are confident. Right. Yes. And just seeing ourselves and saying, I may not be perfect, but I am beautiful and I'm amazing and I'm proud of myself. Right. And I feel fulfilled in who I am. Like that moment. Right. And like you said, I remember, I'm going to bring it, just tie it back to the beginning where you said, you know, you were just so confidently yourself. And I, at the moment when you said that, I was like, hmm. I was not confident in myself. I was angry that someone would not accept me as I was. I don't know which one is more extreme. I mean, that was the truth then, right? I didn't understand what I was doing. I was doing it out of anger at the time, not realizing that that was my own, like I was already proud of myself. You know what I mean? I was at that age, I thought I was pretty cool and I was upset that someone would say like, you're fat 
your hair is this, you're annoying, you're too loud, don't sing all the time, that's so annoying, why do you make these weird things, like, all of these comments, which I'm obviously, I still carry with me today, those were formative comments, they helped me to understand that, like, it, it, I was, first off, it caused anger, right, no one likes to be made to feel weird, but, then it helped me to devise this plan where the word weird was beautiful. And that that's where the confidence came in, where I was like, yeah, I'm weird. And that's dope. And then I met other weirdos and we became friends and that solidified my weirdness. Uh, yeah. And I feel like all of those things were the same you, you encountered, you know, in high school, your friends were... And some are still are, you still have friends from high school, which is really beautiful. And I do too. And then you grew and you adopted new family, right? You've yeah. got all your girls. They're your, your sisters, my sisters. And then I did the same. I adopted our family. And then in the end, now we look back and we were just having this conversation as well that we each have our extended family that we adopted and like we fulfilled our our communal desires in terms of like family right where we felt we really needed all all these family members cuz culturally you know we have a big family but now we really do have a big family because we've each adopted all of our siblings our extra siblings our favorite cousins whatever we're calling them now, this is no surprise, we adopt family members as we go, but the cool part about a not-so-average Joe's relationship to family is that not only do you make your strong connections, but then those connections get introduced to your other strong connections. So then every other connection just becomes that much stronger. Does that make sense? I know, it's so beautiful. I'm like, damn, we come from a family of relationship builders. We, we do. do. We really do. And Vava used to be a gatherer, right? Mom is a gatherer. In, in all of our family, you know, in our personally in our mom's side of the family, we know for, for back. Even our dad's side of the family, like I just went back yeah. and I FaceTime like every single one of our cousins and uncles and aunts. I'm just They're like, so what? Sweet. And they so really sweet. are. I'm always just fascinated and like questioning what is it? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Like the conclusion in all of this, I guess, is that even if you're raised in the same exact circumstance, the way that we were, you can be so different, but you will always carry the same essence, for lack of a better word. Like, we share the same essence, the same spirit. Maybe we don't go about our lives the same way, tactically. All three of us have different priorities. We have different uh, ways about looking at things, but... Mm -hmm. You throw three of us in the room, like all three siblings in a room, and you know we're siblings. Right, right. Because of our spirit. Yes. yes. But, 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 but those are those shared, shared uh, experiences, experiences that we've, that we've had. had. Next time I'll do all three of us, because our brother, like we're all three super close. We all have different relationships and different. Mm -hmm. Like when I think about how I want to have my family, if I ever have kids, I first of all, I don't know if I ever will. But if I do, we gotta talk because I wanted to discuss adoption situations with you. It's not <laughs> either way. I just think about how we were raised, and I think it's like the the magic and the number three of having three siblings. Mm. I really do like that's one thing I think mom hit a home run on. It's like have three 
kids in the sense of like there's always somebody to run to if the other one's being an asshole mm-hmm. and now I mean, it's yeah. no one needs to worry about being an asshole like luckily we've gotten to a point where no one's arguing no one's fighting so it's like so i have nice as adults to be siblings i can't even lie it's so cool because i have my relationship with you then i have my relationship with achila then you guys have your relationship and then all three of us have our relationships and then now it's so amazing to be an auntie chichia and like you're a chichia oh, now i forgot to say what i'm most proud of Achi for and obviously it's for giving me my beautiful babies the niece I and nephew them. I have the little picture, the picture in my classroom and all the kids ask who they are so beautiful and Achi is such a gorgeous father he's so fantastic it's transformative to watch our brother who was disgusting and not very nice growing up a little bully he really was <laughs> most amazing father He's so doting on his kids. Like, he's constantly taking care of them. And then sticking to the family theme, mom busted in the door. <laughs> mom is here. Hey. We're recording a podcast. Hi. Your daughter. Hi, babies. <laughs> Hi, mama. How you doing? Feeling better? Yeah. Well, we went on, like, 25 different topics, so I don't really know what the But I really like was. the topics that we went on. If you were to say a, a wrap-up thought, comment, how do you make the average Joe a little less average as far as family and siblings are concerned? We are, as a unit, we, we each have our things that we are successful for. And I think that that kind of bolsters you up, right? You have us to lean on whenever you need. We're here for you. Right. And we've always been here for you. And that's the thing that like not everyone has. And we don't realize how much that's necessary for our success to have the unit, to have the family. Right. We're small and we're, we center around mom. And we always have that. That makes us stronger, though. The relationship building, this is a choice you make. It's not easy to say, I want to be your your friend sister when we don't live in the same house we don't live in the same mm-hmm. city most of the time we don't live in the same country most of the time but yet we've mm-hmm. and i'm terrible with calling in general right so. but we really have become more friends the older we get so mm-hmm. this is a choice am i right absolutely no we work at it you'll call me and you'll be like i haven't spoken to you in a while what's going on like update me and meanwhile you're like in alaska you know what i mean so like <laughs> That's a big deal. That's a huge, that's a huge deal. You know, and I love that recently we've just been sending like silly things on Instagram, like memes and gifts and whatever. And we also, those are small things that mean a lot, right? That means we're every day we're communicating and that it, it might not even be words. It might just be like, Hey, you fart, like whatever. You know. Like. <laughs> also, we created a family group chat. Like I think I created yeah. it a while ago because I would always text all of you guys when I was getting on a plane and when I landed, mm-hmm. no one asked, no one gave a shit. You always tell us when you're taking off, when you actually, you also tell us when you arrive at the airport, like the whole day, your travel day, we are aware of everything during that travel day. Tip number six about not being an average Joe. This one is critical. Train people to treat you the way that you want to be treated. If relationships are important to you, then lead with example. Some might not latch on, but those that do will stick around forever. And I I remember making a choice 
of like, do I even care enough to like train my family to care? Because that's really what it is. Like I had to, I made the group chat and I'm like, I'm going to do this because something inside of me is like, I need to make a, a, a channel of communication with everybody at one point because these people are important to me. And even if I'm traveling around the world and they don't even know where I am, I want them to know where I am. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's just been like a really cool portal of communication where we know what's going on. Like we'll text pictures, even if nobody says anything, it's like we, we're aware of life that's happening mm-hmm. with our family. And we, we're just sending like day-to-day pictures too, which I love. Like actual send us pictures of the kids, just like their faces are covered in like oatmeal or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just a regular day-to-day and you guys can experience my life and I can experience Achi's life and I love when you send us pictures of wherever it is that you are doing whatever it is you're doing because then we feel like we are a part of your journey as you go through it and that's the thing when it comes to building good relationships feeling like you're a part of someone else's journey is the bottom line it's the everyday nothingness that eventually compounds into everything it's feeling like you care enough to share and that they care enough to appreciate it and over time that is how you get a window into someone else's life but i do want to stress this this stuff does not come natural like i think there's one person in every family that's like whether they're the historian or like the glue it could be the parent it could be a child it could be somebody else like there's always mm-hmm. initiative necessary to create that channel mm-hmm. right and it can't be it cannot be a one-sided initiative it because can be. you can call me all day long but if i don't feel like picking up because i don't want to talk to you then we're not it's not going to happen if okay. i can't make the time to call you back if i miss your call then that's not a good thing right so it has to be two two ways like I just so busy all the time with the kids but before then we were always talking you know what I mean like it was way more now with the he's literally has a child on his hip sometimes two children one on either hip um you know I don't feel so slighted I'm like okay it's fine you know but we always catch up and then we can play video games together remember when we played Mario Kart over the pandemic that was so much fun it was so good anyways i'm happy to have you my sister i'm very thankful to be your sissy i didn't specify what i was proud of but essentially everything like look what you've done you've built a home for yourself and for mom that's so lovely and generous you've built a place for yourself in this world that did not previously exist So you literally are building your empire as you see fit in the way that you feel is the right way. And nothing could be closer and more like indicative of who you are as a person. Like you literally every moment of your life have been a a mover and a shaker and you literally just build everything. Like you, like looking even at high school, like looking back at high school, was it Deca? Yes. Yes. You came through that like a hurricane, girlfriend, and you killed it. You came through and you rebuilt that. You made it even more successful. You're just so incredibly organized with everything and mover as well as a shaker, right? A shaker comes through, shakes everything up, but then you were able to also lead. You have incredible leadership skills. Uh, And so you really, you really cannot go wrong with that. 
And what she's talking about is this high school club that didn't really exist until I decided that I would make it exist. It's a national club, but like from three members, I convinced them to make me a president, but I was shy. And so I gave my speech in front of two people. And I remember I was nervous for the whole week leading up to the day of the speech that I had to convince these two other people to vote for me as a president. Because I'm like, why would anybody care for, care about me? Why would anybody vote for me? Mm-hmm. And I became the president. And then I just kind of worked and grew it. And, and then it was like a part of the curriculum for anybody who was planning on going to school for business. And I don't know why I had that, like, chutzpah, that, like, guts. So I don't know where that came from, but I just remember I really loved That's where it started for you. It lit up a fire in you. And then you were in track and field, and that kind of also sparked the leadership in you. And I I have no idea what happened during track and field, but I know that that changed who, like, your personal perseverance meter, probably. It was was cross-country. Yeah. Oh, it was running it. long distance. Yeah. Running long distance changed my entire life because Everything. I realized I was like, damn, it's not about talent. I don't need to be the fastest person. You what just I don't need, give up. What I need to have is a stronger mind. And I've said it once, but I'm going to say it again. Not your average Joe. Tip number seven. The not so average Joe knows that what is most important is not necessarily having talent but having a stronger mind. It's endurance. And the good news is that we're all able to grow this muscle because it is a muscle. I feel like those runs were formative for you. What do you think? I uh, absolutely agree. I just didn't know where I fit in because when you come from a house with people so talented, it really is like horrifying. Mind you, you're a great singer and you can draw really well. It's not as good as you guys. Why does it have to be comparatively? Because if you are a singer and you're not- Think of Solange and Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But to me, I don't know, maybe I had this like illness or something where I'm like, I'm not as good as my sister, so I'll let her be the singer. And then it's like, okay, my brother's a really good artist. It's like, I could draw and paint and I actually got awards for for artistic things, but I'm nowhere near as good as my brother. So I'm going to let him be the artist, which actually helped me because then I did so many different things that I ended up where I am today. You were an excellent violin player. Dude, I haven't played it. It's in my closet. Nobody knows that I, I was like a really good violin player. Yeah, you were you were on track to become a professional violinist and then you were just like, eh, it's not it. You figured it out. You were like, you know what, this isn't what I want to spend my time doing. But it it helped me direct, right? Like I loved music and then I did saxophone and I became the first cheer saxophonist too. And I was pretty good, but I was always too shy to like solo. And then I started languages and I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I could dominate in this arena. Like languages I could do and languages are more useful than than being a really good violinist, for instance. Oh, but you hated languages because I came before you and all of the teachers knew me. And she was really good at French. So it was like a flashback of the singing drama. But then I'm like, you know what, whatever. Fernanda can be good naturally, but I'm going to study my ass off to be really good yeah, at- I literally did no homework at all times. And I- like I did really well in the tests without doing any homework we have good genes and good like memories we really do shout out to like mom and dad every time anybody compliments me I'm like shout out to mom and dad this is really fascinating because now I'm like looking back at all these experiences and it's true I am a decent singer and an excellent rapper let us not forget which goes down to writing I think it's like let's call it a writing gift sure sure okay (laughs) everyone should ask her to rap now (laughs) 
any TLC or Outcast, I know you have this. Sissy, you got this. I would sit in front of the karaoke machine and write down the lyrics word for word, memorizing them. You would repeat the same song 700 million times. You even could manipulate the back button on a CD player to rewind just enough so you could repeat that one section. Do you remember that? Oh my God, of course. Was I obsessive? Every time I tried, I would just skip all the way to the back because I would Mm -hmm. click it, you know, and then it would go back. But really, it all makes sense for what I ended up doing. It's like a really Mm -hmm. fine-tuned ear for anything, whether it's music or language. Yeah. And you were always on point with like the new music. And still to this day, when I need new music, you know, I'd be like, what have you been listening to? And to bring it on home, the tip that Fernanda thinks would make anyone a little less average if you have siblings or people close to you. Talk to your siblings. Listen to your siblings, more important. Check in on them, make the effort. And you know what? Swallow your pride a little bit. You know, like sometimes it's not about you, right? So whatever is going on in your life, you can take three minutes to be like, yo, how are you? Or send a gift. You don't have time to talk. Send a gift. It has to be funny. I joked to my sister. I was like, dude, you're my favorite Instagram account because she sends me the funniest stuff. And I think there's also that there's there's room for discovery as you get older. Like maybe right now your siblings aren't your favorite people on earth. But what I've seen in my experience with siblings is you guys really do get better with age now we're at the age where we're not only the siblings who are older but we're the aunts uncles and the parents and we are responsible for passing on our traditions to the younger ones that feels so weird to me it feels so beautiful it's like such a profound thing where i'm like donnie so fernanda's son my nephew is donnie (laughs) i took donnie shopping for his picture day and we went to the same store you actual and i used to go to get our school's supplies and i told him that i was like hey you know this exact same store mommy chiu and i used to shop here and now it's so cool to bring you here and so i don't know it makes it makes the entire childhood seem a little bit more precious because now it's not just our experience that we lived, but now it's become history. Right, yeah. It's really strange to be the mother of a nine-year-old human being. And obviously he changed me a lot, right? He'll do stuff, something that reminds me of you, something that reminds me of Ach when we were kids, of myself, and I'll, be, and I'll see it and I'll giggle and be like, oh, remember when we did, like, I did that. And then I have to laugh. I have to be like, you know, we did exactly the same thing that you're doing right now. And we thought it was fine too, but it's not okay. (laughs) Turns out it's not. I feel like we have so much more to talk about. We need to do a part two. It'd be fun. Okay, love you, sis. I love you, sissy. Have a good night. We'll talk soon. And that's it, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more of my super talented and super cool sister, follow her on Instagram at VoxNanda, V-O-X-N-A-N-D-A. Don't forget to like and follow this podcast. And bonus points if you rate it five stars. Share this episode with your siblings or someone you know who has siblings and ask them the questions. How have you guys shaped each other to become who you are? Join me next week for another 
another episode where I talk to Ollie Richards, one of my language learning inspirations who has built a million dollar publishing empire. We talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about building a dream company, and we talk about what happens when you actually reach the success that you always wanted. This episode was produced and edited by me, and the sound mixing was done by Jeff Morrow. And if you follow me on Instagram, there are always daily shenanigans on there, at Joe underscore Franco, and join my journal club, www.joeclub.world. I'm staying busy, y'all. Gotta stay on this not your average Joe business. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.